Dave's, um, painted his face. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Well, you gotta support your team, huh? Okay, ready to go? Yeah. Let's get it on! But I don't want to be a secondary character. Hello. Hello. And welcome to this week's episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. We are a Australian Seinfeld podcast, and every week we take a random episode of the show and examine the secondary characters from it. I am one of your hosts, Stephen. And I am Ivan, and it is an absolute pleasure to be back here, Stephen, for another week of shenanigans. We are in the Vandalay Studios doing another episode, and yeah, it's it's something, it's one of the highlights of my week. Yeah, no, it's always something to look forward to. Absolutely. Yeah, anything to do with Seinfeld is always a, uh, a plus in life, so mm-hmm. indeed. Uh, this week we're doing The Face Painter. That's right, yes. Season 6, episode 23, the penultimate season 6 episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got a few secondary characters The paint today. ultimate. The paint ultimate. <laughs> Egg on your face, painter. <laughs> that one didn't land as good as mine. Oh, no, it didn't, though. No. Anyway, I tried. Anyway, <laughs> some secondary and characters. And failed. And failed, yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm the New York Rangers and you're the New Jersey Devils. True. You, know, you just killed it. I'm the devil. The devil. Um, some secondary characters today. We are going to talk about Sienna, George's episode girlfriend with the uh, hard of hearing. Uh, she's hard of hearing in her left ear. Yeah, she yes. still manages to hear yes. uh, love confessions. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Alec Berg. Alec very, Berg. Very nice John Hausman name. I, Alec don't, I didn't understand that reference. Neither. Probably an author or something. Yeah. Alec, Alec Berg. Alec Berg. And also some notes on Father Hernandez. And uh, you're probably wondering, why don't you guys talk about Putty? Well, I guess we'll talk a bit about him in the context of this episode. Maybe we'll talk a bit about his fandom regarding the devils and stuff. But uh, we've already done an episode on Putty. Yeah, way back when with Stacey we did a What's the Deal episode when we did those. Yeah, so if you want to go back into that, uh, yeah, be sure to listen to that episode. Yeah, I think it's like episode 50. Yeah. Was it our 50th episode? No, no. No, 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 no. That no. was a live show. It was a later one. Just, yeah. Or just, just type in the search, David Putty. It'll yeah. It'll come up. You'll find it. Yeah, definitely. All right, Seinfeld-isms, my man. So what have you done this week that's Seinfeld-related? Uh, I have three Seinfeld-isms after a few weeks of none. <laughs> yeah. It's good to come back. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, with a vengeance. So, yeah. Uh, uh, on Saturday night, I worked at a show. Occasionally, I sell T-shirts for bands at shows, and uh, I was selling at a show here in Melbourne as an uh, American singer. Oh, sorry, Canadian singer-songwriter called Mac DeMarco, and uh, a guy that I sold a T-shirt to had a Death Grips T-shirt on, which is, uh, I guess, like a experimental hip-hop band from the US. Uh, but their uh, their their T-shirt. Mm. Um, Ripped off Seinfeld, so it had the the classic core four photo, yeah. but with death grips. Ah, cool. But it was also a black flag, you know, the classic black flag, four stripes, yeah, 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 uh, logo. So it was like three things at once. It was death grips, Seinfeld, <laughs> and the black flag logo. So that was pretty nice, cool. Nice. nice. Uh, the second one, it's kind of a twofer. So uh, on Saturday during the day as well, I went to a Salvos an op shop here in Melbourne, uh, and. I was perusing the pants and I saw a pair of genuine cotton dockers. Cotton dockers. Cotton dockers. I've never seen them in the wild before, but I saw a pair. Uh, I saw a pair. Uh, so have, that, yeah. Just like the tan pants and it says dockers on them. So I'm like, <laughs> they've got to be cotton dockers, surely. <laughs> have you seen the cotton dockers commercial? I think we put it up when we did that episode with the cotton dockers. Yeah. I think I put that up on, uh, yeah. on yeah. our socials. Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube. You can check it out. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, so it funny. is pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, and at the same op shop, I saw some Seinfeld DVDs. Beautiful. And the third one literally happened on the way here. Mm. Uh, it is on behalf of my girlfriend, but I'll take credit for it, as I usually do. Uh, I was talking to her on the phone, just seeing how her day was. And as she was talking, she was walking in the city and she saw a guy with a Seinfeld t-shirt. 
Cool. I said I'll mention it on the pod. So nice. three Seinfeldisms, but it was all just clothing yeah. sightings, which is probably the most common. It's better and than easy. nothing. Yeah, but three in a matter of two days, mm, well, four technically, I know. is pretty good. It's coming back. How about you? Oh, me? No, no Seinfeldisms for this week. But okay. uh, well, you do you... have a page called Seinfeldisms. I do, yeah. Yes. So it's a Facebook group that I started uh, around six months ago. Uh, and over the last month or two, it's grown massively. How uh, many members now? Uh, just over 15,500 oh, when I last checked. God. Uh, I'm getting around 2,000 members a week, which is insane that to is me. That is insane. Yeah. Um, and I'm getting a lot of really good feedback. Like a lot of people post comments. Some people send me messages saying, hey, I really appreciate the group because there are some Seinfeld groups that have been around for a while. And over the last year or two, they've become places where uh, maybe they're not as Seinfeld focused as yeah. they used to be. They get like photos of models with big breasts. Yeah. And they'll say something like, get a good look, Costanza. Yeah. Like, and I th- that's been done a hundred times. I think you're a lot not, of people. You're not original, are, man. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people are turned off. Yeah. Um, so the fact that I'm pretty rigid about keeping uh, Seinfeldisms on point, mm. uh, a lot of people seem to appreciate. That's very so, good. Very yeah. Good. So if you happen to listen to the podcast, of course, we plug it on the, uh, on the Seinfeld <laughs> yeah, page. Yeah, of course. If you happen to listen and you are a member, thank you. And uh, yeah, if you want to check it out, just type Seinfeldisms in to uh, Facebook and mm-hmm. it'll come up and the links in the show notes too. Very good. Seinfeld news, my man. How many articles? Now, last week you had no articles. Yeah, so it, it kind of feels like 2020 has finally started in terms of Seinfeld, not just with the Seinfeldisms, but a couple of really, really cool bits of Seinfeld news. So uh, earlier in the week, it was revealed that, uh, well, it was announced rather, that scientists at the, and this is a mouthful, so bear with me, <laughs> at the Agribio Center for Agribioscience of Victoria. <laughs> Sounds like a nursery, right? I know. I know. Agribioscience or agribioscience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very sing songy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's like a, a research organization and they do uh, a lot of um, uh, immunology and oh, like yeah, virology yeah. research. Sure. They actually discovered a new virus in mosquitoes. Okay. So they undertook a massive study where they took blood out of all sorts of mosquitoes across Victoria. Uh, and in the process, they discovered a new virus, and they called it the Yada Yada virus. Oh, my gosh. And the reason they did that is because the virus is not very special. It's kind of like a subcategory of an of an oh. already known virus. So, the Yad- virus isn't even popular. It's not no, even no, 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 no. That's like, why they're like, ah, yeah. oh, it's a Yada Yada it's virus. Yada it's, not, yada. it's not like a new, you know, like, <laughs> it's like a sub-subcategory of, like, dengue fever or something yeah, like that. Yeah, right. And it only affects uh, mosquitoes. It doesn't even <laughs> affect humans. <laughs> oh. So, it's like a kind of a, you know, like a... A you crappy virus. Yeah, that's why it's called the Yada Yada yeah. virus. But still pretty cool. <laughs> Very cool. Yada yeah. Yada virus. Nice. Uh, the second bit of news, and this is my favorite uh, Seinfeld-related thing to happen in a long time. Okay. Uh, both Bernie Sanders and Larry David uh, appeared on the Today Show on January 10 uh, in America. And Larry David is known for playing uh, Bernie Sanders on SNL. Yeah. And just for looking and talking like him, they're around the same age. I think Larry David's a bit younger. And they're also distant cousins, too. Oh, are they? I think they're like third oh, or fourth cousins, yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Their mannerisms are on point. Yeah, so they uh, both appeared on the show separately, but there was a little segment where they both appeared together. And to add even more awesomeness to that, uh, as if it wasn't awesome enough already, Al Roker, who does the weather oh, yeah. on the Today Show, actually sort of hosted their little meeting. Yeah. Uh, and obviously he was joking about how uh, they look the same and sound the same and all of the same mannerisms. Uh, and Larry David joked that if Bernie Sanders wins uh, in the November uh, elections. elections in the US, uh, it would be really bad for him because that means he'd have to fly into LA. Uh, sorry, fly into New York every week to do the impression. <laughs> yeah, and he's exactly. Like, he'll uh, you know he'll have to do a lot more work. Yeah. And Bernie Sanders, in response to that, and I thought this was pretty good. 
because, uh, you know, he's all about jobs and, you know, he's, he's a working class hero, basically. He said, you know, I'm going to give you a good job for four years and you're complaining about it. Yeah, exactly. That's like Alec Baldwin with Trump. Yeah. You know, how he impersonated Trump before his, you know, his meltdown. Yeah. Before he was fired. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, th- that was work for four years as well. Or yeah. Like two years or whatever. I mean, it's not like Larry David or Alec Baldwin are lacking in work, but no. it's good consistent work. Definitely. Um, but obviously, you know, they were just making fun of it. Uh there was no. I, I didn't watch the rest of uh, Bernie Sanders' appearance because it's obviously not related to Seinfeld. But I did watch the 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 Larry David, like the specific Larry David appearance, and uh, in it he talks about the forthcoming uh, season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which mm-hmm. lands at the end of the month. Um, and he uh, also talked a bit about the history of Seinfeld. A lot of stuff we've talked about on the show. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of repeated facts and stuff that's already known, um, but still a worthwhile little interview. It goes for about ten minutes, and I think you can just type it in YouTube. But uh, yeah, really, really cool. I love the the Bernie Sanders, Larry David sort of like tit for tat, but yeah. it was you know lighthearted and fun and yeah, stuff. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, uh, and and links to both those articles uh, will be in the show notes. So beautiful. Yeah, it, that feels like the official start of Seinfeld news for 2020. I think so. You know, because everyone's been on holidays, on vacations, yeah. and now I feel like this week is the week that everyone's starting to come back. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. the cafes near work are opening up. Yeah, you know, it's good. It's yeah. like everything's alive again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and I mean, it's not just the start of Seinfeld news in terms of there just being some articles but the articles themselves are really, really strong. Mm-hmm. So it's set a stand for the year. <laughs> yes, indeed. And yeah, that's all the Seinfeld news for the week. Very good, mate. Very good. Let's do a quick plot synopsis about The Face Painter. This is this week's episode, Season 6, Episode 23. First aired in the US on May 11th, 1995, directed by Andy Ackerman and written by Larry David and Fred Stoller. Jerry scores premium tickets to a New Jersey Devils playoff game. He invites Kramer, Putty and Elaine. Uh, Jerry gets weirded out when Putty shows up at the game and paints his face to match the team colours. Gotta support the team, babe. Gotta the team. <laughs> Putty gets so worked up after the game that he freaks out a visit pastor from El Salvador, Father Hernandez, he's played by Pierino Mascarino, who's convinced that Paddy really is the devil. El Diablo. El Diablo. <laughs> Dios mio. What does Dios mio mean? It's like, my God. Oh, my God, Dios right. Mio. Um, Elaine tries to convince him otherwise. Kramer enjoyed the game so much that he tries to convince Jerry to get more tickets from Alec Berg. Alec Berg. He's played by Mark DiCarlo. That's the guy Jerry got them from. Meanwhile, George decides to tell his girlfriend, Sienna, she's played by Katie Selvis stone that he loves her only to have the plans backfire on him while kramer battles barry the monkey a chimpanzee at the zoo i love that little subplot yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty fun yeah Um, anything involving a monkey is always a winner that's right other secondary characters include ray burke he plays mr pless Uh, joe lala plays uh the priest so father hernandez is um you know underling i guess um dave richardson david plowledge and jane eddie they play the other devils fans you know the guys with the uh, paint on their on their tops uh, on their on their Right, chests. Just and a little observation about mm, that. It's yeah. not. It's not uh, straight. Uh, it's not like from smallest to biggest, but the general size of the men yeah. increases as the level. <laughs> That's as, right. Yeah, it goes from like David. <laughs> they who's, get bigger. Yeah, I mean Patrick Warburton's always been like a pretty big buff guy, but yeah. you know he's in his sort of physical prime when he filmed the show in the mid nineties. Would have been what like early to mid thirties. Yeah, that's it. That guy is a fucking unit. Yeah, and then you've got like athletic but slim Jerry. Yeah, yeah. And then you yeah. got lanky, tall Kramer. Yeah, and then towards the end you've just got like big, overweight, <laughs> like forty five year old man. It yeah. just sort of like it slowly decreases in terms of like physical fitness down to just like the fat. The slobs. The letters stretch <laughs> yeah. out as they go along. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I don't know if that was deliberate or not, but uh, yeah. I thought it was pretty funny. It's very fun. Yeah, they just look like typical yeah. I guess, sports fans. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. well, not typical, but you know, the stereotype of like a sports 
fan. Yeah, I can yeah, imagine yeah. them all going to the bar before and after, just yeah. talking about the Devils, and that's all they talk about. Win or lose. Yeah, and <laughs> then, and then you know, one of the fans is not so keen, and he tries to change the subject, and yeah. they just look at him like he's you know committed to cardinal sin, and then yeah. they get back on you know to to Devils. <laughs> that's it. That's it reminds it. me. Do you know the SNL skit? Uh, the Chicago sports fans. No. Because it, it's it's supposed to be making fun of the Chicago accent, mm-hmm. and all they talk about is the Bulls, the Bears, <laughs> the Bulls and the Cubs. No, yes. not the Cubs. Uh, the Cubs, the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, yeah, they're baseball, like, yeah, yeah, they're like, how about those Cubs this week? And they're like, duh, Cubs, duh, Bears, <laughs> duh, Bulls. And yeah, it, it, I'm bad at it, but yeah. uh, it's 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 pretty funny. It sounds more like Boston. Boston Celtics, <laughs> New England Boston Patriots, Celtics, Pe- yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, they're close by geographically, so yeah, there's probably yeah, a lot true. of similarities. Very true. And also, the other um, secondary character that you may have noticed, Steve, Fred. Remember Fred from the Secret Code? He's in the. Uh, remember the first scene where Putty's going all nuts, uh, you know, at the front, and then there's those two guys telling him to keep it down. Uh, the gorilla. Like, remember the Fred? Oh yeah, Fred's yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's uncredited in this episode as hockey fan. So this is the first appearance of Fred. Oh, okay. But he's not named. I don't think he even has any dialogue. Hang on. Who? So, Do you remember from that, the secret code, the guy who didn't oh, remember, who can't Lane. remember Lane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. same guy. Oh, yeah, okay. so I, I think it's implied it's the same guy, okay. the same person. That would make sense. Yeah, it makes you sense. You know, yeah. Fred, uh, Seinfeld's pretty good at you know continuity and keeping yeah. it all sort of connected. So yeah. you know, and a, peppering in some appearances from previous secondary characters sort of adds to that. Indeed, so I, I thought that was a really interesting, uh, yeah. interesting cameo. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, a bit of trivia about the episode, Steve. This is the second appearance of Putty on the show. His first was the Fusilli Jerry. He only makes two appearances in season six, and he makes the remain of his appearances on the show from season nine yeah. from the premiere The Butter Shave. So we don't see him for two more seasons. Yeah, him and Elaine broke up for a couple of years and then they get back together That's and right. continue their on and off again relationship Yeah, all the way through. Uh, the character of Alex Berg is actually named after one of the show's writers. Alec and, uh, Berg. Alec Berg, sorry. Yes. Uh, and he, yeah, he's one of the show's writers and an executive producer as well. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, George dates a woman who's hard of hearing from the second time in the series. Previously, he dated a lady named Betsy in the episode The Implant from yeah. season four. Yep. 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 Double dip the chip. Yeah. And uh, speaking of appearances at the hockey game, Kenny Kramer, who was the or is the real life inspiration for Kramer, he's in the background uh, of the Devils game. He's in an uncredited appearance as well. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I guess. I guess when they have to fill out a crowd scene, they kind of just ask whoever's available. Yeah. They know Kenny. Kenny's uh, you know the inspiration for Cosmo. So why not? Yeah. Um. And this is the only episode where Elaine's jobless for the entire episode. Yeah. Yeah. So she got fired from um, Pendant. From Pendant. Then she got fired. Yes. But then she got hired in early season six from Mr. Pitt, but mm. then got fired. And uh, she's fired in the Diplomats Club, the episode before this one. Yep. And then she's hired by Peterman in the understudy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, she deserves a break. Definitely. Putty, Putty is her job in this episode. Absolutely. Trying to figure out why he's uh, obsessed with painting his body. Yeah, that's it. And did, did you have any more trivia? Uh, yeah, a couple. So uh, the uh, there was actually a scene shot. Um, it might be in the, the bonus scenes in the DVD. I'm not sure. Where uh, Sienna actually tells George that she loves him as well. Ah, yeah. And uh, he then asks her to marry him, which mm-hmm. he accepts. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it wasn't used for obvious reasons because it wouldn't be funny. It would be kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's probably on the bonus DVDs. I'm, I'm assuming that if they, would be. If, they, if they've yeah. shot it, it yeah. shot it and edited it. Yeah, I'm sure it would be available somewhere. Definitely. Well, that would have been really interesting having that in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they kind of like. Uh, I guess they use that as inspiration for um, George and Susan getting engaged. Yeah. You know, because. Uh, 
George is in a committed relationship yeah, yeah, in yeah, season yeah, seven. Yeah. Um, until she dies tragically at the end. <laughs> yeah, the we invitations. All know that. Yes. And Patrick Warburton, he is a de facto a, a New Jersey Devils fan. So he yeah. was originally a fan of the Los Angeles Kings, but he acquired an affinity for them due to the episode. Yeah, and he uh, and I've I brought it up a few times in Seinfeld News over the years. Yeah. He constantly gets asked to make appearance at like special games, um, you know, like charity matches and things like that, uh, for the New Jersey Devils. And, uh, you know, normally he paints his face and gets into character and sort of really gets into it. Yeah. And uh, oftentimes he donates his appearance fees to uh, various charities. That's right. Yeah, it's pretty good, huh? Yeah, pretty cool. And at uh, one time he did the, um, I think it was the ceremonial first puck in a game and he dropped the puck and he slipped and fell. Mm. But the moment he regained his balance and he got up, he ripped off his shirt to re- reveal his chest painted with the letter D. Oh, nice. And the crowd went nuts. Nice. So. Awesome. It's Re- good that he's Regained doing that. his respect. He sure did, yeah. yeah nice, definitely. Nice. Yeah, so that's all the trivia that I have, mate. Let's take a really quick break, and we're going to come back and talk about some secondary characters from The Face Painter. Hello, listening people. Hello. I'm Ryan. I'm Bartek. And we are from the Spit and Polish Presents podcast. Bartek, what kind of podcast is that? We talk about film, Ryan. Films? Films. Films, Ryan? Films, Ryan. Films by me, Ryan Slowinski. <laughs> One film per episode in three different formats. Exactly, Ryan right Bartek and we're the only podcast that happens to be spitting and being Polish while we do it we discuss the movies that few dare to discuss you can find us on all of the social medias except for Instagram and MySpace except for Instagram and the unused Mindspace Mindspace MySpace we are on Minecraft though (laughs) we're not but I think my brother is Basically, any platform in which you can find a podcast, Spit and Polish Presents, you'll find us. Welcome back to this week's episode, The Face Painter. Uh, All right, let's talk about uh, George's girlfriend, Sienna. Yes, she's played by screen and theatre actor Katie Selverstone. She's appeared in 16 episodes of The Drew Carey Show. That's her most notable uh, role. Uh, She's been in shows such as NYPD Blue, Law & Order SVU, and As the World Turns. Do you think Sienna reminded you a bit of a young Jodie Foster? Yeah. Yeah. Similar does. kind of facial features. Yeah. I didn't I didn't realize that as I was watching it, but now that you mention it, yeah, mm, definitely. Yeah, definitely had like Jodie Foster kind of vibes, yep. you know? Yeah. Yep. I was like, wow, I thought that was Jodie Foster for a second, <laughs> you know, in some scenes. It's crazy. Um, yeah, obviously she works at the zoo, she works with the animals and uh yeah, clearly loves animals. I'm guessing she's probably vegetarian, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah. So I can imagine a lot of people who work like with animals wouldn't really eat them necessarily, would they? Uh or, I I don't think they're uh, maybe, no, maybe. I, I, I don't know. There's probably a slight increase in the amount of vegetarianism or veganism amongst like people who work with animals, but I don't think so. Okay, fair enough. You yeah. know, like, I don't know I, anyone I, who works in a zoo. So well, no uh, do you remember last year when we were in Sydney for the podcast awards, we went to uh, Taronga Zoo because my partner's auntie is yeah. actually an animal trainer there yeah, yeah, yeah. and she eats everything. Oh, okay. You know what fair I mean? Enough, and she's yeah. worked with big cats for 30 odd years. Right, and right. I'm just using her as an example. Obviously, there's a lot more trainers than her in the, in the world, but yeah, I mean- I don't think there's like a strong correlation, but yeah. I can see it slightly, uh, you know, increasing. As long as she doesn't eat tigers, and that'll be a weird thing. Well, I don't think many people eat tigers. So <laughs> no, I don't not legally, that. anyway. No, not legally, not supposed yeah. to. I mean, I think tiger penis or lion penis is used as uh, an like aphrodisiac. A, an aphrodisiac in Chinese yeah. medicine, I something think, like something like that. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. But I'm sure that's just a small select group yeah. of wealthy people. Yeah, no one at the zoo would do that. No, no I hope <laughs> no, not. I hope not. No. Um. Anyway, yeah, she's um she's definitely left ear. How do you think she was deaf? Do you reckon she was born that way, or she had an inf- like a rank infection or something? What do you think? I don't know. Um. Usually, I mean. In my experience, people who've had hearing uh, issues out of one ear as opposed to both, it's usually because of, like, exposure to something. It kind of reminds me of, like, 
truck drivers who are tanned just on the right side of their arm because they hang out their their window when they're driving their truck. Yeah. Or delivery drivers or whatever. So, to me, maybe uh, you know, she worked next to, uh, you know, at a at at the zoo she works at now or at a previous zoo or something. Maybe she works, um, you know, at in a in a location where she's constantly standing or sitting or something. Right. And there's like a a, a constant sound on that side of her body. Right. Um. I don't know. I'm just thinking music like, festivals. Yeah. It seems. It yeah. seems. It seems. No. 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 Not music festivals. Like she's exposed to some sort of sound somewhere at her job. Oh, in her current job. Yeah. yeah it right. seems like an industrial deafness. Right. On one side, yeah. based on specific circumstances. Yeah. Sure. What that might be, I have no idea. Hmm. Um. Too many tigers and lions. Maybe. Roaring yeah. Out maybe of a lot of roaring. I. I. Yeah. I don't know. But I. I didn't really think of the sourcing. Of. I, I didn't really think too much about the source of her deafness. Uh. Um, I was more interested in about her very. Uh, she just seems very laid back. She is, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I think she's probably laid back. Probably she's been raised in like a good family, maybe lower to middle class family, perhaps, and she has really good values. Yeah, she seems yeah. really unpretentious. Yeah. I was just thinking uh, her and Putty, I think, would have a good relationship because yeah. they're both just very easygoing and, and laid back. Well, she's a Devils fan. You know, you notice when uh, George is on the radio with her, like they're listening to the radio. Yeah. And uh, they're talking about or they're listening to it and uh, she's really rapt about it. You know, yeah. She, she's really upset when, yeah, the, she uh, looks when the Devils Yeah, she looks a bit upset lose. when they score a goal. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I can imagine her and Putty having like a, a friendly sort of rivalry uh, in their relationship, you know, because they're fans of opposing teams. And unlike Elaine, she'd appreciate the face paint. Yeah, for <laughs> as sure. Well. I think yeah. she'd be one of the letters. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the letter. Maybe, you know, yeah. I, I, she's I, Put because, on her belly, maybe. Yeah, because she's easygoing, mm. uh, you know, even though she's not a Devils fan, I could see her just to support Putty. Yeah. Because she seems very enthusiastic about her partner's interests, especially toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think she would wear, you know, the E or the V or, you know, one of the letters just yeah. to support Putty, even though she's not a fan of the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Putty would wear, you know, he'd, he'd sort of put his pride on the shelf just for a game and wear a... Uh, uh, a Rangers uh, uh, you know, he'd wear the R yeah. or something like that. Yeah, the R, maybe. Yeah. Actually, he could just yeah, take the yeah. D and just add like a, a little, you know, two little bits at the bottom, turn it into an R. <laughs> turn it into an R. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else about her? Uh, no, it's actually, I don't think she appears in another episode, does she? No. It's, it kind of, it, it ends cold a bit with George and her. Yeah, there's no it? official yeah. ending. Yeah, crazy. Oh, I mean, the fact that, you know, he constantly tells her that he loves her and she obviously doesn't reciprocate, that's, mm. I mean, that... Oh, no, she does reciprocate, just she couldn't hear. But then she goes, oh, I heard you the first time. Yeah, but, I mean, she doesn't reciprocate the I love you. Oh, yeah, she right. She doesn't love George. So that's that's probably what ends it then. It's oh, yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that, that I heard you be, the first time. Yeah, that would, <laughs> that would be says. quite derailing in real life. Yeah. I mean, imagine you were with someone and you said that you uh, love them. Yeah. You think they didn't hear you, said it again, and then she was like, oh, no, no, I heard you the first time. You'd yeah. be pretty gutted. Pretty gutted. Yeah. Uh, saying I love you to anyone's really tough. Yeah. For the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, that's a that's a big matzo ball hanging out there. Yeah, a big matzo ball. Who yeah. ordered the matzo ball soup? Yeah. Me. That was me. That <laughs> would be me. That would be me. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, another secondary character. Let's talk about... Alec uh, Berg. Alec Berg. Alec Berg, played by Emmy Award-winning comedian and actor Mark DiCarlo. He's appeared in the film Fifty Shades Darker. Hmm. Raunchy. Uh, he's won three Emmy Awards in a row uh, in 2011, 2012, and 2013 for his comedy segments on the show Windy City Live. Okay. I'm guessing Windy City's San Francisco, isn't no, it? No, that's Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think. <laughs> is, is it? Is Chicago? San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, the Windy City. Is it? San yeah, Francisco? New York's the Big Apple. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Chicago's a Windy City because uh, it comes from um, uh, uh, Prohibition days when yeah. all the politicians would lie. 
Oh. Like all, the, all, the, all the hot air that would come out of their oh, mouth. It's not, as, it's not from. especially windy. Oh, okay. I always thought it was just like a really, really windy city. Yeah, I thought it, it was the climate. No, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think okay. it's from like Prohibition, like sort of, um, who's the gangster? Al Capone. Al Capone, You know, because yeah. he, he was so corrupt and a lot of the politicians were corrupt and they yeah. just speak a lot of shit. Yeah. All the hot air that would come out of their mouth. Ah, I've got nicknamed the Windy City. There you go. Yeah, no, San Francisco, I think, is called the Pearl City of Pearls or City City of Diamonds. Or oh, okay. Because it's something to do with like the water shimmering at on um San Francisco Bay. Ah, lovely. Yeah, something like that. Well, our American listeners clarify yeah. that for us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm confident about the Big Apple and the Windy City, but I'm half confident about San Francisco. So if you're from San Fran, please correct me if needed. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so yeah, uh, he obviously works in an executive job. Yeah, you know, he's really pretty high up. Job. Very high up. He's got contacts. He, he's got floor seats to the hockey. Or yeah, I'm guessing any other sport too. Maybe like the Knicks in basketball. Yeah, and, yep. you know the Yankees for baseball and all yep. those other things. Yeah, he yeah. just get open access anywhere. Really, I'm trying to think of like an industry that would cross over amongst all sports. And it might be like advertising mm. or, you know, like being maybe like even like uh, like management, like sports management or something like that. I don't think it's a sports field. Okay. It might be like non-sports, but he just happens to have the contacts. Yeah. Maybe they have deals. You know, like like sometimes like big businesses like where we work or whatever, they've yeah. got like deals with like clubs and teams and they yeah. get like free tickets. It's probably that sort of thing. Yeah, but, but more but, like executive and more exclusive. Yeah. But if yeah. we're assuming that he has access to all sports, yeah. he's got to work in an industry that touches those different sports. So it's going to oh, be true. like advertising or something like that and i mean advertising you know he's just advertising so you know to get access to that level of privileged seating mm. you would need to have very personal and professional relationships with people at those you yeah. know high up in those sports yeah so i'm gonna guess it's like advertising or something like oh, that fair enough and i think that uh lends to the image of uh elaine thinking that he's pretentious mm. you know because people in advertising always think uh you know there's there's a stereotype that they're kind of like wankers yeah. a bit pretentious so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's kind of what i got he's got a secretary but he, he seems nice enough nice enough yeah you know, and he, he doesn't even worry about the thank yous no you know jerry says thank you like five times before he gets the tickets and, yeah you know and at the end jerry calls him and alec goes oh that's fine you should have called me earlier i would have got you these tickets yeah there is a catch though <laughs> oh yeah for the other tickets that he's got i think he's a workaholic Okay. I think he wants to go to these games, but he's just so bogged down. Like you mm. said, he's an upper management or something. Yeah. I think he's so bogged down with work that he just doesn't have time. Yeah. So he's always got tickets. Yeah, I think yeah. he's always giving away his tickets. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm sure he has a lot of uh, like moochers who just pretend to be his friends just to get access to tickets. Definitely. He is friends though with Putty, which I thought was interesting. Cause, yeah, mutual you know, friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe Putty's his mechanic. Uh, yeah, that has to. Yeah, I you think know, that's probably it. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, let's, where let's it, do that. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could imagine him going to Putty's workshop and, you know, just sort of shooting the shit about sports. Yeah, I don't think Putty would associate with people like, no, like no, no, admin no. and stuff. No, outside of, thing. you know, just like a certain context, he would just hang out. He wouldn't go to the game with him just as a friend. He no, would just no. be like, well, he gave me a ticket, so I'm sort of obliged to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, do you have anything else about Alec Burke? No, I think it's the only time we see him. Yeah. Alec Burke. Alec Burke. And they, uh, they actually go to uh, Gary Fogel's funeral. Gary Fogel is in the episode The Scoff Law. He's yeah, John Lovitz. John Lovitz. Yeah. I <laughs> know oh, we haven't done that one yet, but I know uh, he dies while uh, setting up his toupee. Yeah. In the car. Yeah, yep. crazy. And they go to his funeral. So obviously him and Gary were good friends. <laughs> I like the, the the line where Jerry's like, you know the guy who pretended he had cancer just to get compliments? Uh, <laughs> and then Kramer's like, he, he really had, had cancer? And he goes, no, no, he adjusted his toupee in the car and crashed. <laughs> I know. I can't wait to do this. It's kind of dark. The scuffle. Yeah, yeah, I love John Lovett so much. Yeah, John Lovett. Yeah, amazing. Um, yeah, so his character dies off screen, and I, I guess him and Alec are friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, what what and does he, he gave- do again? 
Do they talk about his job in the scoff law? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't watched that one in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Father Hernandez, the priest from El Salvador. Yeah, that's the final one I have notes on today. So he's played by Pierino Mascarino. Uh, He's known for the films Tears of the Sun, Down Periscope, and Missing in Action. A very devout priest and a very spiritual man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think... He lives a very, you know, a typical priest life, just very humble, mm-hmm. very modest, um, you know. Yeah. And like you said, he's very devout. I think he was in New York maybe to, uh, you know, lead like a worship ceremony for like New York, uh, New Yorker El Salvadorians or something like maybe, that. Maybe. Yeah. Because Elaine know, did say that he was in town. Yeah. But it doesn't yeah. say why. But I think it would be for, you know, it wasn't on holidays or something. I think he was there for... Uh, you know, something to do with his faith. Yeah, and how good was the iconography of, like, Putty being the devil? Yeah. And then Elaine being, like, the Virgin Mary. Virgin Mary. Oh. El Madonna. El Madonna. El Madonna. <laughs> yeah. That no, was really funny. Terrific. Yeah, no, he's uh, very, yeah, very superstitious I think as so. well. Yeah, and uh, maybe he, um, maybe he's had premonitions in the past. Yeah. About yeah. the devil and God, and maybe he's, he claims to have seen God. Yeah, what's the? There's a word for when um, people see, like, have supernatural religious experiences. I can't remember what it's called. Don't know. Uh, yeah, there's like a specific word that is to describe that phenomenon, and mm. I'm sure he's had a couple because he so seems many. to believe. You know, a lot of religious people sort of believe in, uh, I guess, the the philosophy of religion mm. more so than the sort of what you would term. You know, what I'm I'm not religious, and you're not really religious. We would call it, I guess, like the metaphysical or supernatural side yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't hold a lot of weight or mm. as much weight to a lot of people. He like he eats his Cheeto or he eats his cereal, and he's yeah. like, "Ooh, that's the Jesus. That's yeah. the shape of Jesus." Yeah, I think I've talked to a lot of religious people, especially Christians, who understand that you know maybe the Old Testament is full of like burning bushes and mm. you know like uh, like miracle miraculous uh, acts and phenomenon. But I think they understand that it's more uh, symbolic rather mm. than literal. Yeah. But I think he believes all of like every word of the Bible in a literal sense. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Because his 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 uh, his faith is more than just the word of God. I think it's. Every like you know on every level you can believe in it. He's, Symbolism, iconography. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely, you those know. kind of things. Yeah, rather than just go, oh, there's just a woman in white in front of a, a sunbeam. You know, most people just go, oh, that's a that's a that kind of looks like the Virgin Mary. Ha ha ha. <laughs> he thinks it is the Virgin Mary. He so, actually yeah. thinks he's the Virgin Mary. He's he's coming because he he probably thinks that he's at his death's end. You know, because he 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 probably thinks that he's at the end of his life. Yeah, he's seeing the devil in the face probably like. You know, yep. he's probably like, shit, I'm going to die. Yeah. You know. Yep. And what does Elaine say? He goes, loco. <laughs> when like, he sees uh, Putty. When he sees as Putty, yeah. But D- Putty does look pretty scary. Yeah. Actually, one side note about Putty, how did he get his face paint on by himself? I don't That's know. a pretty good effort. Yeah, I think it, by himself. you do it. Uh, well, I mean, uh, you know, like. Front of a mirror, I suppose. Well, I'm just thinking like when, you know, when girls and some boys start to do makeup when they're maybe going through puberty or just before puberty, I'm sure the first few goes are pretty rough, but then after a while, you just sort of get used to it. The first few goes, you look like Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then over time, right. you know, you refine it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Putty is a very devout, he's as devout uh, devil's fan as um, Father Hernandez is to uh, Christianity. Well, you Putty, know, so- Putty's a devout Christian too. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah, true, actually. Yeah, 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 so yeah. They both go hand in hand. Yeah. Actually, I'm, so, you know, like sort of off screen, if you like, you know, in the expanded putty universe, mm. I'm sure when he found out that he really upset the father, that he would have been very, very distressed about that. Probably, yeah. You know, because yeah. he sees it as like an affront to the people that are respected in his faith. Mm, yeah. You know, he's, he's upset a leader of his faith. That, it would have definitely would be, affected him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, Crazy. And that might have like made him sort of tone down his New Jersey Devils fandom. That's why you think, ah, oh, maybe you know, that's maybe why he stopped doing like, the face paint. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. I mean, I'm sure he would, still would have been a fan. Good but point. I think he, I think he realized that, oh shit, maybe I've got to, 
you know, maybe I can be a supporting fan without doing all the, the yeah. face painting and the stuff. He was thinking, I've scared a priest half to yeah. death. I've got to rethink <laughs> so, my approach here. Yeah, wow. Very nice connection there. Good take. Yeah. Jeez, I didn't think of that at all. Yes. Yes, very well done. Any other notes on any other secondaries? Uh, No. All That's right. I've, uh, Look, I've got one note on Mr. Pless. He's the trainer that uh, gets Kramer to apologize to the monkey. Mm. Uh. But it's not worth talking about. So that's it. He just likes monkeys. Yeah. He and does. also Barry the monkey as well. Another yeah. animal on Seinfeld. Yep. Actually, yeah. a bit of trivia that we didn't mention. Um, right. I've got it here, but we had a lot of trivia, so I didn't uh, mention it, but I'll, I'll say it now. Uh, in that scene where Kramer apologizes, the trainer for the monkey was actually off screen directing him. Uh, so that, you know, his interaction with Kramer looked natural and yeah. reacting to Kramer's. Yep. But you can actually see, like, when I, I read that and then I watched the episode again and you can actually see the monkey when Kramer's like, you know, I'm really sorry and, you know, trying to be sincere, you can actually see the monkey looking sort of past Kramer. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's lower than Kramer and you can see him, you can tell he's looking at someone. And one thing I noticed as well in that scene, I, I don't know if you did notice as well, when Barry spits the water at, at Michael or Kramer, Michael, yeah. Michael looks towards the camera. Do you notice that? He no. kind of looks. He looks towards the, the crew. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He actually, Didn't like, notice I that. noticed, like, he was just like, it was like a quick take. Okay. And he, like, looks in the, probably, he was probably looking at the handler. Uh, Maybe the hand, he was like, what are you doing to me? Okay. Maybe he didn't want water on him or something. Yeah. I don't know. He was like a bit miffed. He was like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect yeah. this. <laughs> I do like, uh, before we wrap up the secondary character discussion, just one last um, point. I love uh, Kramer's reaction when he sees uh, Putty. Yeah. When he comes in the door, he's like, Ugh. oh, yeah. <laughs> and then even he says, you got to support the team. Yeah. You know, yeah, when, yeah. When, he's, when Putty's trying to he's justify like, oh, you got to support the team. you got to support the team. Yeah. yeah and then uh, also Jerry's uh, impression of Putty. You know, he's like, got to support the team. <laughs> Does that like doe face? Like, and, and I love I love that scene where Jer- they're all leaving to go to the game and Jerry's mouth is wide open and so is Elaine's. Yeah. Like simultaneously. They have the same reaction. Yeah. Great. No, Great. such a good episode. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, any other secondaries? No? no, that's it. Beautiful. Let's take one more break and uh, we're going to find out where the face painter sits in our episodes of all time. And if any of today's secondaries make our list, we'll cool. be back. Hi. Hello. I'm Beth. I believe you're expecting me. Yes. Please come in. Medea opens the door wider, allowing Beth to walk into the house. She looks around cautiously outside before closing the door. You have a beautiful home. Medea smiles as she looks at her feet, her face growing slightly red. The two women then make their way upstairs and into the lounge room. The Descent, a three-part audio drama. This psychological thriller is centred around Medea, a young woman trying to run from her past and forge a better life for herself. But the past is never far behind. Part one, Medea, coming to you this February. Welcome back. Uh, All right, do any of the secondary characters from this episode appear in your top 20? No, unfortunately. Well, Putty has always been there since we did his What's the Deal, but no, no, none of the one-off characters, no. Okay, yeah, I'm the same. Okay, what number is the face painter for you out of 114? This episode is number nine. Nice. I fucking love this episode. Nice. It's so oh good. God. First, you had one a couple of weeks ago at number 11 and yep. now number nine. My yep. goodness. Yeah, for, goodness. For, for many weeks and months, all the episodes were sort of in the middle or towards yeah. the end. Uh, but wow. we've done some really, really good episodes lately. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sounds uh, like it. You yeah, liked no, Lip Read a lot the other week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I love this episode. I love this. I think season four, five, and six. I mean, that is the golden age of Seinfeld. It is. 
Uh, and I think this episode confirms why. Yeah, and and it was at the tail end of season six, the tail yeah. end of the golden age too. So yeah, worked out well. Yeah, no, I I just think it's a great episode. Everyone is just dialed in. Kramer's yeah. comedy is great. Putty <laughs> is just to me this is the best Putty episode. Uh, and I bet you Barry the monkey put it up a little bit too. He, they put it up like ten places. Yeah, <laughs> look, I actually think that the episode would have been stronger if there wasn't a monkey scene. Because okay. to me, because to me, a physical comedy scene with a monkey is a, is an easy win. Mm. And if they somehow filled that scene out with something else, like maybe something off screen. Or, you know, Kramer came into Jerry's apartment and told, like, a crazy story about yeah. how he went to the zoo to apologize to the monkey and all this crazy shit happened. I reckon it would have been stronger. I think it was meant to show that Kramer is on the same level as a monkey. Yeah. It's kind of meant to show that, like, yeah. that the monkey is, like, his equal. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of, like, a, if I was writing this episode and I thought, what could make this episode stronger? Like I said, a, a, a physical, any scene with a, any physical interaction with a monkey is always a winner. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, that's why they use it in The Simpsons a lot. Because it's just, you know, it's, it's. It's a low-hanging fruit, but it's a tasty fruit. It's a juicy fruit. Yeah, very nice. Nice banana. But it's still it's still low-hanging. Yeah. Whereas I think if they wrote a, a scene where Kramer just talked about the monkey and some crazy shit happened, I reckon it would have made it stronger. But still, amazing episode. What about you? Well, I'm really glad you liked that episode a lot, man. Uh, for me, number 64. Oh, so okay. It was fun, but it's it's about bang in the middle. Yep. Yeah, of our okay. top 100 and... 14 episodes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Fun, fun nonetheless. I didn't really like Jerry's storyline too much. Okay. It was a bit off. Um, the George one, George subplot was funny. And of course, I like monkeys. So it's nice to see one in the show. Fair enough. And uh, yeah, no, it was good overall. Yeah. Okay. Didn't mind it. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Putty, Putty is uh, at the top. Yeah. In his prime. Yeah. I think this is the best Putty episode. Probably. For yeah. me personally. Yeah. Same. All right. Uh, we have some listener mail, don't we? Yes. When you control the mail, you control. Information. Yeah, we have some listener mail. Finally, Steve, after several weeks, what have you people been doing? You haven't emailed us, sent us tweets. What's going on? We're all alone out in the cold. Yeah, I know. All quiet. We're like Barry the monkey in the cage. You know, yeah, we're not getting any bananas and the bananas being your messages. But so. the cage has no roof and it's raining and it's cold and windy and miserable and we've got no clothes and we're shivering and, and sad and alone. And then we have some big hipster doofus with weird hair looking at us from the other side of the cage and he's apologizing. Throwing to us. banana skins at us? Yeah. That's yeah, right. don't throw banana skins. Throw us emails. Yeah. Throw us emails, chuck us anything. Well, this one's actually a Facebook recommendation. So this is from Anne. So I don't know where Anne's from. I I, I wasn't able to check. But um, Anne said that uh, she said about the podcast, it's interesting to delve that little bit deeper into the Seinfeld psyche. And Ivan and Stephen are pretty good too. Pretty good. So pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. So thank you very much, Anne, for that recommendation. Very yeah. nice. Five stars. Yeah, no, thanks for the kind words. It's uh, It's really sweet. Very nice. Thank you. And if you want to leave us a message, on Facebook or Twitter and Instagram or send us an email. All those links are in the show notes. Be sure to say hello. And uh, next week, we are actually doing a listener's choice episode. We put up a poll earlier this, or last week, late last week, I should say. Yeah. And uh, we put up four episodes we haven't done yet. And uh, the one that has come up on top is The Switch by a huge margin. Nice. Lots of people voted for that one. So there you go. So we are doing The Switch next week. Looking forward to it. Yes. My name is Ivan. And I'm Stephen. And thank you for listening to us and we appreciate you listening if you want to support us financially we are on patreon and paypal and patreon you do get some bonus stuff as well but again they are all in the show notes so you take care and we'll see you next week bye